Hello, this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Wednesday the 26th of August. Today I'm going to feature first the strength of the US capital goods results for July, second the strong domestic demand signals from China emerging from Hong Kong's July trade data, and finally a word of caution about optimistic signals coming out of South Korea. Let's start with the US. July's durable goods orders continued to surge up 11.2% month on month, with shipments up 7.3%, inventories down 0.5%. This left the inventory shipment ratio down a further 0.13 points to 1.73 times, which is absolutely back to pre-COVID levels. Now, that's a great result, but it was flattered by two sectors. Orders for transport goods jumped 35.6% month on month, while ex-transport goods were up only 2.4%. Defence goods also jumped 30%, ex-defence goods up 9.9%. Strip out defence and transport goods, and you're looking at capital goods orders, ex-defence and ex-aerospace orders, up only 1.9% month on month. Nevertheless, the inventory spread was solidly positive. Orders for machinery up 2%, electrical equipment 4.1%, computers and related 9.1%, and communications equipment 8.5%. And there was a similar pattern uh, for shipments too. Overall, shipments rose 2.4% and inventories fell 0.3%. So the inventory shipment ratio fell a a further 0.06 points to 1.94 times. That's not quite back to pre-COVID levels, but it's nothing we need to fret about anymore. Overall, these results extended the surprisingly strong run of capital goods data that's been coming out over the last couple of months. Now, obviously, the pandemic absolutely killed the capital goods sector in the second quarter, but since then, the rebound has been little short of spectacular. And my capital goods shocks and surprises index started a dramatic recovery in mid-July, and it's been lifted to record levels where it's stayed for just under a month now. Needless to say, and I guess almost by definition, I wasn't expecting a surprise in this sector or of this strength. Over to Asia. We've already seen that most of July's trade data for Northeast Asia has been strong. In fact, Northeast Asian exports were actually up 0.5% year on year, with a monthly movement 1.9 standard deviations above trend. So I was looking for confirmation of that in Hong Kong's July trade numbers. Didn't really get it. Exports fell 3% year on year and were only 0.4 standard deviations above trend, while imports fell 3% and were one standard deviation above trend. The geographic breakdown, however, did suggest growing appetite from China. Exports to China were up 5.2% year-on-year and accounted for 58.3% of total exports, whilst exports to anywhere else in the world fell 12.8% year-on-year. The exception to the uh, falling markets, incidentally, is, surprise, surprise, Taiwan, where exports rose 0.4%. Looking at imports... The total fell 3.4% year-on-year, but with imports from China down 81 
imports from elsewhere up 1%. So what both sides of this China trade suggest is that China's domestic demand recovery is running ahead of the rest of the world. So looking at Hong Kong as a sort of China warehouse, it means there are plenty of shipments going to China and plenty of stocks being built up in Hong Kong, which are ultimately likely to end up being shipped to China. Over in Korea, Bank of Korea's industrial surveys, early readings for September, are worth mentioning. Uh, the index generated from manufacturer surveys rose five points to 66. And August index were also revised higher. So this was the best result since March. But don't be fooled. At 66, this is the equal lowest in the pre-COVID surveys that I've been watching since 2011. The same dour news isn't quite the same for non-manufacturers, where a five-point rise to 71 brought the index back into the lower levels of the pre-COVID normal range. Moral. Even though Northeast Asia's exports are picking up, it's simply less true for South Korea than elsewhere. In fact, July's exports were down 7.1%. Over the last 12 months, South Korea has lost 93 basis points worth of market share of Northeast Asia's exports, which is just about the same market share loss as Japan has suffered. I read somewhere that South Korea has had a good pandemic. It hasn't, and it isn't. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. And if you got something out of it, and I hope you did, please spread the word about the bulletin. Every little helps. Uh, if you'd like to know more about cold water economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater at fastmail.com. Thank you.